Hola, hola, hola y bienvenidos a Ayuda. I failed Spanish. Este podcast es para todos ustedes que no pasaron su clase de español. Al mismo tiempo, este podcast debe ser divertido. Soy Jameson, su nuevo profesor virtual. Escuchen mientras enseño a Miguel. Recuerde, el enfoque de su español es utilizarlo para conversaciones. Me encanta la gramática, pero esa parte de español no es tan importante ahora. Miguel ha estudiado español varias veces durante sus años en el colegio y la universidad, pero ahora tiene ganas de utilizarlo en la vida cotidiana. ¡Vámonos! Oh, gosh, guys. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, hola, hola, hola. Hola, hola, hola. And we are live today. Our podcast, episode one, is out in the world. We gave birth to a baby podcast. <laughs> wah, wah. Look at how far we've come. Look at how much we've grown. Oh, my gosh. When my, I was listening, my voice has dropped. My your voice has dropped. Uh, <laughs> my nasal cavity is probably still very stuffed up as it sounds. But what we did do is add new segments. Did you guys listen when you were listening today? The fact that we didn't even have Sabes K in the first episode at all. I know. We didn't even have. We didn't even hear Judy's voice. I know. Well, and oh no, she laughed once. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, we weren't featuring it. We didn't give it the respect it deserves. Sorry, Judy. <laughs> it was in this background squawk. Uh, a squawk we also, echo. Yeah, it was a squawk. It was a squecko. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, no, but even, and our listeners, you guys have heard this by now, but the second episode, Judy is still not doing Sabes K. I don't think we had her do Sabes K till like week two. And then she began because I did Sabes K the first time that we had it. Judy did, just did all the research. And I like it much better now. We have I do too. a vibe. We have a, what is that called? When you like you get along with people, yeah, it's not a vibe. It's a uh, community, groove, commune, cult, a wave. A rapport, a rapport. A rapport, that's it. Uh, no, it's so good. But guys, thank you for those of you that have stayed listening. And for those of you that dropped off, we don't miss you. And for those of you who joined today, welcome. Welcome. It's so good to have you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, today we have a little bit of a different kind of episode because we are gearing up for our last week of podcast episodes before Michael's final check-in when he is going to have a 10-minute conversation in Espanol conmigo. Diez minutos. Diez con minutos. Mi profesor. Are you practicing already? Sí. Muy bien. But for our listeners, today we are doing a little bit of a culture dive on something that I love And when I was a teacher, I used to have my students do once a year, and it is a little bit of a share with each other about our favorite Spanish-speaking pop stars, even though some of them may not be pop stars. So each of us picked a specific Spanish-speaking singer that has made an impact on the Latino community in the United States, and 
we are now going to kind of do a couple of questions and share about our uh, pop star. Bien? Muy bien. All right, let's first start by saying who we actually picked. Julie, who did you pick? Ricky Martin, of course. Ooh. Miguel, who did you pick? I picked Shakira. And Jameson. Yeah, that's me. I picked Selena. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Ricky Martin, Shakira, and Selena. So the way this is going to work, we're going to start with Michael. Michael, we want to hear all about Shakira and who Shakira. she was. So take it away. We have five questions. No, we have six questions. Our questions are, what is the most mm -hmm. famous song of theirs? What is your favorite song of theirs? Mm -hmm. What impact has this artist had on the Latino community? Give us mm -hmm. a short bio or success story. What okay. type of music do they have? And right. finally, if you had the opportunity to meet them, what question would you ask? Now, why don't we start with, um, let's just flip number three and number four. Sound good? Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. here we go. I'm so sorry. So, Michael, tell us about Shakira. Okay, I'll tell you about Shakira. Um, who she was, who she is, I mean, who she is to me, she's the first um, artist from the Latino community who had an impact directly on my life um, in one of the many, many hours that my parents left me unattended to the television. I stumbled across... BET, I think it was, and I saw her hips telling the truth. So her most <laughs> famous song is Hips Don't Lie, um, and that also happens to be my favorite song of hers. I don't think it's her best. It is just my personal favorite because of the memory attached to it. And if you, anyone who's listening who is a Shakira fan, if you can recall that music video, it, it holds up. It's very, very good. Yeah, but... Um, now, yeah. I want to push back mm -hmm. on that a little bit because, oh, I mean, it's sure. fantastic. But have you mm -hmm. not heard or seen Whenever, Wherever, or in Spanish, Suerte? It is possibly my favorite Shakira song of all time. That's, that's also why I said I don't think that Hips Don't Lie is her best. It's just my personal yeah. favorite. Oh, yeah. My first year is, okay, so my attachment to Whenever, Wherever is my first year teaching. I had gotten this from a teacher of mine hmm. who would play, like we had a morning warm-up or something. And if you had her class in the morning, you'd get one song. If you had it in the afternoon, you'd get a different song. And so I was like, this is kind of cool. She would play the song one time, and that was the length of time you had to get like the morning work done. And so my first year teaching, I think Whenever Wherever is the song that I played, but in Spanish, for my class. and. They were so sick of it by the end, but they knew exactly how long they had to get stuff done. And it was <laughs> that's funny. the most efficient thing in my class. Is it so a good I'm work song? Oh, yeah, it's it's a bop. She started at, I mean, her debut album was at age 13. And I think um, at the beginning of her career, she was not very successful. Um, maybe in large part due to the fact that she was kind of specifically singing in Spanish. And then when she gained more success, I think she entered the, the, the like English language 
music market. Um, and the notes that I have here say that that was around 2001, Whenever, Wherever was one of her first big hits mm-hmm. um, in, in English. And then she's now, not only because of those two songs, but many, many since and in between, she's called the Queen of Latin Music and has over 75 million records sold and is currently ranked as the most streamed Latin artist on Spotify, which is pretty baller. I mean, it's pretty baller. Yeah, Yeah, I would agree. What's her type of music? Her type is pop. And like the reason I hesitated is because it's obviously pop, but it's obviously rock. But then it's obviously Latin because she's a Latin artist. So it's like um, Latin pop, Latin rock, and then pop, and then rock, and then Latin all separately, but then also all together. So she has a, she, yeah, the one thing I kind of dislike about her, if we're going to say our Rose and our Thorn, is her type of singing, which is kind <gasps> of like, yo, it's kind of like yodely. And I think it's pretty. I just, I think that she opened the door for a lot of non-singers to start thinking that they can sing because they're yeah. like, well, Shakira kind of sounds like a goat. So if I sound like a goat, that must be fine. I'm she like, no, like you're goat. just not a singer. She doesn't, but a lot of people who think they sound like Shakira sound like goats. I thought I sounded and like not Shakira. greatest of all times. I mean, like goats, like <laughs> the animal. <laughs> oh my gosh! Shakira is the goat, and she doesn't sound like a goat, but she inspires a lot of people to then sing like goats. That's true. Um, what? Okay, so what impact do you see that she's had on the Latino community? I know we've talked about your life, but right. uh, what really is how she's impacted this community. I mean, she she's kind of championing the torch of Queen of Latin mm-hmm. music. I mean, that's pretty big in and of itself, but I but I think for the Latino community at large, the Latinx community, yeah. she she's opened the door for celebration in America. I remember that that song kind of being like the celebration of your specific culture. Because yep. I think for a lot of the, a lot, a long time in America, even now, obviously now, we struggle with like divisions between, you know, people's theologies, opinions, personal beliefs, religious beliefs, you know, race, ethnicities, countries, whatever it is, where there's a lot of barriers in the world today. And I yeah. think what she did is she kind of demolished that barrier and allowed for a lot more artists and just a lot more people to have lives here. Um, Yeah. yeah, Within the music industry, within the, you know, food, I think was another big one where it was just a further appreciation of what other cultures can bring to America, which is already, um, you know, a culture built upon other cultures. Yeah. All right. And final question. If you had the opportunity to meet Shakira, what Mm -hmm. one question would you ask? Well, I would ask her, and it kind of sounds obvious, but like the answer, but I would ask her why she made the crossover into the English language uh, music market. And if it was just the contract, I understand. But then I guess I would ask her, would you do that any differently now? um, Knowing what, knowing what, yeah, knowing what fame and success has to offer, would you, would you still have gone about music the way that you had originally set out? I love it. Well, Miguel, that was Shakira. Yeah, thank you. De nada y gracias también. 
Shakira, who is Colombiana. And now we're going to move over to Judy, producer Judy, who has Ricky Martin. Hola, hola, hola. Ricky Martin in the house. Hello, Jameson. Hi, Judy. Thank you for for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for being here yet again. Um, (laughs) What is Ricky Martin's nationality or origin? Ricky Martin is uh, Puerto Rican. And I wanted to just, I told uh, our professor this earlier. I know it's kind of obvious to pick Ricky Martin, but he was one of my favorite artists when I was young. And I had to dig in a little bit because I had his CDs and his posters. But, you know, Judy, I would say that, again, having done a project almost like what we're doing now in my class, the amount of students who don't even know who he is. Oh, is astonishing the horror I the know. horror well he's he's most famous for um live in la vida loca which i'm sure they would recognize right they might just not know it's him oh they would because it is a critical bop mm. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so this album is 1999 it's called ricky martin which is just so baller that he yes. called that album his name um I have to say, though, that my favorite song, sorry, I'm kind of taking the reins here. Oh, take it and run. You, your permission. <laughs> uh, I love Shake Your Bon Bon. Um, I think I also really like um, a lot of his like slower ballads because he was such an unashamed, like romantic storyteller where he's like, I'm under your window and I can't <laughs> wait to see you. Like, it's yes. so narrative. Um so I really like Shake Your Bon Bon. I listened to this album today and I was just like, dude, this holds up. This holds up. It's yeah. 21 years old. Well, isn't Living La Vida Loca from, isn't that not from, but featured in Shrek? Ooh, I don't know. Hey, listeners, check it out. Let us know. And drop a comment on our IG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, another thing I found really interesting about him is that, um, his like timeline was quite similar to Shakira's like they both uh debuted quite young he was 12 and he was in an all boys pop group called Menudo mm, which yes, he was. I'm, about, I'm about to go dig into some Menudo <laughs> get ready it's um, a it's a vibe but, yeah it sounds like he had a similar like Justin Timberlake moment where he like left the boys band and had his own thing mm-hmm. um and the other parallel to Shakira is that he's called the king of Latin pop. So they're like the king and the queen and they have similar stats. I mean, he's one of the best selling Latin artists of all time. Um, over 70 million records sold. So they have like really similar um, stories, which is interesting in terms of their output and their recognition. Um, he is, you know, pop music like Miguel said, but his is um, qualified more as dance pop where Shakira goes down kind of like a rock, rock and roll route. He's yeah. more of dancey Latin, like, you know, Disco. boys band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grad graduate of a boys band style. <laughs> yeah. Um, his musical influences are salsa and bolero and some other things it's so interesting because you you just want to move like you just i don't know how to dance but i was just like wanting to know how to salsa yeah he's phenomenal and judy if you had one question or sorry if you had the opportunity to meet ricky martin and you had one question and he would answer it truthfully what would you ask him 
Well, if I met him in person, I wouldn't be able to ask a question because I I would die. <laughs> I would drop dead. But if I like DM'd him, I would ask him, how do you take your coffee? And what's your hypothesis as to how he takes his coffee? I have a feeling he's a latte guy. Ooh. Okay. And he like goes like iced or hot depending on the time of the year, but it's always just like a full fat milk latte. And there we go. Uh, all right, well, thank, thank you, Judy. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, all right, we have one more, and this is from me, Jameson. And the artist I selected is Selena. Michael, Miguel, do you know much about Selena? No. Wonderful. Then that makes this even more enjoyable. So let me give you the, let me just give you Selena's story. So Selena is American. She's Mexican-American. She was born here in the United States uh, in Texas. Her most famous song is called Como La Flor, even though other people might say, well, no, that's not her most famous. I went to YouTube because I got stuck and I read on Billboard. I was reading all day to figure out which is her most famous song. Como La Flor is probably the most recognizably famous song that she has. However, my favorite song is not that. It is Bitty Bitty Bum Bum. A, <laughs> it is a critical bop that everybody should listen to at least eight times in their life. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's phenomenal. It is so good. Okay, so what impact have they had on the Latino community? So Selena is similar to you guys. We have a lot of royalty. Selena is known as the Queen of Tejano music or often the mexican madonna and she catapulted tejano music into the mainstream and i'm going to explain what that music is in but a moment cool. a little bit about her story and her story is wild it's similar to both shakira and ricky in that she started performing i believe with her family when she was younger and she grew up speaking english but her dad wanted her to resonate with the Latino community in Texas. And so he had her learn to sing in Spanish, almost to appeal to that community. However, in learning how to do that, she started by just singing phonetically what the song was and didn't really know what she was saying. She ended up becoming a fluent Spanish speaker. And then through that, she just kind of took off and carried the genre of Tejano music, which let me jump down to that what is tejano music so tejano music is it features the accordion but it also then features electric guitars bass drums it's kind of a fusion of kind of like country but also the spanish from mexico type of music and that's tejano music it's a super specific style when you hear it you know that it's tejano so she carried the genre of tejano music and ended up being phenomenal as an artist and very, very popular. She performed three times at the Houston Astrodome, getting crowds of over 60,000 people each time she performed there. And at 23, she had it all and then was tragically murdered by the president of her fan club, which, what? yeah. So the president of her fan club, uh, Selena, was due at a recording session, I believe, and never showed up. And it turns out that the president of her fan club, uh, I believe they were saying, had some 
issues in terms of kind of relating with the rest of the world. And so she was in a spot that wasn't healthy. And I want to make sure that I'm saying the story correctly, but I believe it was either a money dispute or just over like an immense amount of just love, but almost not, obviously not in a healthy way for Selena and went to her hotel, I believe, and shot her in the back. And she died at well, 22 years old. dark. Yeah. I mean, super dark, right? Yeah. It reminds me of uh, the story that came out of the, um, the John Lennon. John Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Uh, so she passed away in 95, I believe. Yeah, 95 in Corpus Christi, Texas. But when she died, it was very similar to the John Lennon uh, Elvis death. And how everybody responded. It was overwhelmingly mm. sad. So yeah. that's her story. She died very young, but kind of changed the game. And then that song, Dreaming of You, I don't know if you guys know that song, but it's in English. And it was released after she had passed away, That an entire album. How has she impacted the community? Well, as I said, she's the Mexican Madonna. She is the queen of Tejano, and she really made that type of music popular in mainstream media and then finally if i had one question to ask i would say i would ask her who would you collaborate with in today's latino music lineup so who of all the artists that are doing their thing right now would you collaborate with my gut says either rosalia or bad bunny i think but that would be a very interesting combo and cool. yeah there you guys go so that is shakira thanks for that story yeah of oh, course shakira ricky martin e Selena. i also i wanted to say you know in the united states we're so english centric and mm-hmm. i personally was i think ricky martin's music was the first time i like casually encountered spanish Mm-hmm. I guess would be the way to say it. So I just wanted to say also, I think it's cool how these artists kind of, I don't like to word the, like to use the word normalized, but kind of like brought Spanglish yeah. to our pop world. Oh, for sure. If I could teach through music, I would do it all the time. I love, love music because it's such an accessible way to access language in that it gets stuck in your head. All right, well, Miguel, it is time for El Juego de Vocabulario y Modismos. Today we have two different palabras, dos palabras y dos modismos. You ready? Sí, listo. ¿Está usted listo? Ooh, I gave you un usted. You did? Yeah, but just for fun. All right. Señor. I know. Well, the first... Palabra is el coro. El coro. El coro. Um, C-O-R-A-O? Si, senor. Can I have a hint, please? El coro es un grupo de personas que cantan canciones en la iglesia. Hmm. It's a group of people. Um, chorus. 
I will give it to you. I'll give that really? to you. Really? Yeah, it's a choir. The choir? And okay, the yeah. Okay, the there chorus, the choir. I was thinking a chorus of voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, el coro. Oh, good. Bueno. Well, one for one. All right. <laughs> Numero dos. <laughs> es un verbo. Es un verbo. Y la palabra es pavonearse. Pavonearse. Sí. Pavonearse. Pavonearse. Okay, got you. Um, P-A-V-O-N-E, uh, sorry, A-A-R-S-E. Pavonearse. Okay. Now, may I please have a hint? Oh, gosh. Um, uh, una persona que le gusta pavonearse es muy egoísta y... Oh, gosh. Uh, That's all I got. Can you repeat the first half of that hint? Una persona... Que yeah, le gusta yeah. pavonearse. Es muy okay. egoísta. Okay, 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 okay. Um, to, like, brag? Yeah. Or to, like, boast? Um, to Judy? perform? I want to give it to you. We'll give it to you. It's to strut or show off. <laughs> I'm about to pavote Arce all over this game. I hate <laughs> this game. This is the worst. This is dumb. I love this game. Come on. I love this game. I love this game. All right. <laughs> I do oh. love games that I normally win. Well, the response I just gave you is a perfect, perfect one. It's a perfect transition <laughs> for our next one. And that's our first modismo. And it is tener un humor de perros. Tener un humor, un humor de, perro. de perros. Humor? Oh, humor. No, humor. Amor. Not amor, humor. Oh. Um, okay. Un humor de perros. Um, humor? Oh, man. Can I have a hint? Is there a hint option with modismos? Mm-hmm. Well, you actually probably know the literal meaning of this. Tener un um, humor, or el humor. To have a humor. I don't know, but maybe pair. Humor. Uh, el humor is, is un cognate. Un cognate. Um, humor. El humor. H-U-M-A-O-R-D. Um, um, like humor. Mm-hmm. So to have the humor de perros. Day of dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to have the humor of the, the to have the humor of dogs. Yep. To have a dog's humor. <laughs> to bark okay. like a dog. Oh gosh. Okay, so this modismo to have a dog's humor. Yeah. Um, what does it mean as a modismo? Okay. I I mean, have a do- to just have like 
to just have like you know be easygoing and just like kind of laugh at silly things. I love that because be, it's be, wrong. Be goofy. Wrong. Wrong. Good. Wrong. Thank you. Fine. Well, I'm about to tango el humor de perros. Tener un humor de perros is a modismo that essentially means to be in a bad mood, which is how I usually am at the end of this game. Is juego. Well. <laughs> <laughs> now I am. All right. Our to be final... in, that, that makes sense. That's funny. Yeah. Thank to be you. in the humor of a dog, right? The humor doesn't necessarily mean funny, like laugh. True. Yeah. To have like the mood of a dog. Uh, love all right. it, love it, love it. The last one is going to be Tirar la casa por la ventana. Tirar la casa por la um, ventana. Por la ventana. May I have one hint? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> To rent a house for the weekend, for the for the for the vacation, a vacation home, Be a house on the beach. The best guess I'm gonna have. This one's a wild one. Uh, tirar la okay. casa por la ventana literally means to throw the house through the window. Whoa! I know, but as a modismo, it means to spare no expense. Oh, I know. We'll give you the vocab, but we will not give you the modismos, which means it's a tie. And we will take it's it. a 50 50 today. 50 50 50 50. All right. And On now, guys, that, that's a failing grade, though. But so. in this podcast, it shows progress. Yes, but I still tengo el humor de perros. It's, that phrase is tripping me up because when I first spelled it, I didn't put an H because the H is silent. So I was looking at it without the H and I was like, what does humor mean? I get okay. it. Okay, anyway. Thank well, you. That was fun, know. even though I failed. Yeah. No, it's good, and it is time for our final segment. Sabes <laughs> Also, Miguel would not have gotten it if he had the H. Okay. Hola, hola, hola. Hola, hola. My Sabes K today is about language. Um, New York City is where Miguel and Nuevo I live. Nuevo, Nuevo York. E, um, it is the most linguistically diverse city. Over 800 languages are spoken here. And only half the population, this really surprised me, only half the population of New York only speak English. Wow. Half, half of the population speak either another language or speak English but also speak another language at home. Um, and Spanish is the second most common language spoken in this fair city. About 2 million Spanish speakers, which makes up about a quarter of the population here. And I wanted uh, you two to guess what the third most spoken language is here in New York. So English, then Spanish, and then... I'm going to go with either Mandarin. No, I'm going to go with Mandarin. You went with Mandarin? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go with French. Chinese. I guess I was going to say, yeah, yeah, Chinese is like what? Ma then that's Mandarin or what? Well, Chinese is really. Okay, cool. Then Chinese, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay. Chinese doesn't include French, if that's what you're asking. No, no. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think that. 
I don't think that many people speak French, right? It's up that there. It's true. Well, guys, in just a few moments, we are actually about to do an Instagram live to celebrate today's premiere. So here is your homework, Miguel. Your media assignment is to watch the movie Selena with Jennifer Lopez, who played Selena. Now, for our listeners, if you guys choose to watch this, just make sure you take a moment to read through that guide and see if you're comfortable with it. And if you live at home with your parents, please do make sure your parents also agree. Now, Miguel, your Taki Tuesday assignment because you are a musician, is to write a children's nursery rhyme or song in Spanish. You could make a song. I will extend it even more past children's nursery rhyme. You could do that, or you could write a short song in Spanish, and we would love for you to share it with us next week. Awesome. Sound good? I love it. Yeah. All right, well, guys, you can always follow us on Instagram at Spanish. And as we wrap up this series in about a week and a half, we will still have some more exciting interactive projects and challenges. We'll have one more Taki Tuesday. Don't worry, there is still time for you to get on our BFF email list for new and exclusive content. Also, you can find that at the link in our bio at Spanish. And finally, even if you didn't fail Spanish, that's okay. We're so glad you're here with us on this exciting journey. Hasta luego y... Adios, amigos. Ayuda is produced by Rock Rising. Follow us on Instagram at Spanish to learn along with us. Adios. Hasta luego. Hasta pronto. Hasta mañana. Ciao.